Pablo for breakfast. Get it when you want with the best bits plus new stuff you haven't heard. Download the Listener app now. Former advertising CEO Nigel Marsh is the author of the 2005 highly successful midlife crisis memoir, Fat 40 and Fired. He's also the co-founder of uh, Earth Hour and he's got a very thought-provoking TED Talk which has over 5 million views. Uh, this year he's staring down the barrel of turning 60 and instead of freaking out, he's decided to rebrand old age smart stupid and sexy is the brand new book and a thought-provoking look about the third trimester of life nigel marsh good morning good morning mate listen it's not smart stupid and sexy it's smart stupid and 60 (laughs) well i've given you the rebrand right there and then i love it (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about your book because are you just going to write a book every 20 years on uh the different life stage i love it because yeah, this is a really interesting. You know, forty to sixty. That's I'm about. I'm turning forty in the next couple of years. Uh, it's pretty. These are pretty p- pivotal moments in your life. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so I no, I will write a book every decade. I've written four books so far: mm. Fat Forty and Fired, when I had a midlife crisis at forty. I wrote one at fifty, Fit Fifty and Fired Up, and uh, I'm just literally last week published Smart, Stupid and Sixty. So I will write one every every uh, ten years, as well as other books i've written one called it's a bit rude i hope your listeners aren't offended called overworked and underlaid <laughs> no one has ever said what do you mean nigel they always get a far away look in their eye um so so yeah and it's it's for me i mean it's it's a light-hearted humorous memoir but between you and i pablo don't don't tell anybody mm-hmm. i actually want to help but i can't bring myself to write an idiotic self-help book so by writing about my experiences and thoughts and conclusions on certain issues like being married for 30 years, like ageing parents dying, like children leaving home. Um, you know, other people can, can see the mistakes that I've made and the conclusions I've come to, and, and as well as hopefully being entertained on their plane journey, they might say, oh, gosh, maybe I, um, maybe I should think about that a little bit differently or, or drink less or be nicer to my wife or whatever. Well, that's the thing. I think especially for blokes out there, we often don't talk about these things. And, uh, you know, my daughter's six but at some point she's going to be 16 and at the next point she's going to be moving out of home. Then she'll be married. She'll have her own family. Yeah. These are things that like, it's crazy to think when you're in the moment, right, that they're going to grow up and move out of home and no longer really need you as much as they do at the moment. These are big moments in life that as you get older, you know, things in your relationships, they really change. Yeah. I um, had, a, had a situation at the weekend where I went with my eldest son. I've got four kids, two sons, two daughters to a Smith tribute band called the Smines. <laughs> and I'm sitting in this, you know, basement in a, in a gr- grungy part of Sydney, um, you know, watching this tribute band with my 27-year-old son, remembering watching the real Smiths. Oh, wow. You, you, you know, 40 years ago, before I was married, before I had kids, before I'd left uni. And exactly as you say, Pablo, you go, wow, you blink and it's, you know... 40 years later and you're watching a tribute band of the band you used to watch in the real version, you know, yeah. So, and, and, and my message, I am sure you and I know people younger than us who have predeceased us. Yeah. And I think we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to them to drink from the cup of life with both hands and not whinge and whine on about getting old. It's a privilege to get old. 
So, so my, you know, it's an uplifting book and an uplifting message. Uh, with, with, you know, come on, guys, every day above ground is a good day. Every age has its challenges. So, you know, in my 40 book, my 50 book, my 60 book, I'm facing the, the unique challenges that that life stage happens to offer. But you've just got to have a smile on your dial and make the best of it. Getting old, I find, is so funny as well because I forget that, like, I'm nearly 40, right? And I'm, I'm sure you're like, – I just feel like we never age. We seem to be stuck in this sort of, like, young person, you know, bind, mind and everything. And then sometimes you'll catch yourself in the mirror or last week I was at a expo where it was all year nine and year 10 students. And then I suddenly realized, oh, my goodness, I'm so much older than you. Uh, and it really slaps you in the face sometimes. But what have you found about – Getting older, how have you made the most of it? Uh, well, so, so for me, it, it's to understand that, uh, and, and, and I don't want to get too too serious on you, but some of the things that served you well in the middle of your life, your second trimester, you know, working hard when you're trying to, you know, leave home and become an independent adult and provide for your family and build a career, etc. Some of those wonderful motivations and attitudes might not be fit for purpose in your third trimester. Mm. You know, sometimes people slide into a life rather than decide on one. So, so you know, I'm I'm now knocking on the door of 60. I don't want, I mean, if you do, that's fine. But for me, I don't want to work ever harder and go ever faster and get ever more and be promoted. You, you think conscious living, you're, you're actually, it's a real liberation to think rather than I have to run ever faster to be able to pay the rent and buy clothes for my children you think actually how am I going to spend the 30 years um, that I've got left on this planet if I'm lucky so it's about conscious living and putting the things and people that you love at the center of your life rather than at the edge so I I, I, I mean my 50s were my happiest decade and my 40s before that were my happiest decade and, and I want my 60s to be the happiest decade but it will be judged on different criteria Pablo it won't be on earning the most money in my life or having the most status. I, I am yesterday's man, um, but I'm the happiest man you'll meet. Now, I mentioned this at the top, but your TED Talk, uh, How to Make Work-Life Balance Work, uh, I feel like you were kind of one of the first people to go through the experience of lockdown because you kind of did an experiment uh, with your wife and your kids being at home for a year and then what we've just been through for the last two years, you, you must have been fully prepared for it. <laughs> it was it was a dry run. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, gosh, I mean, everyone's experience of lockdown was 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 different, and some people had awful, awful times, and I'm extraordinarily sympathetic for them. But for me, the notion of not having to go to an office and not having to work in that structured way—that doesn't, you know, if you are a writer, um, well, I'm sitting in my garage anyway, yeah. writing. Yeah. So, so it was. I mean, I don't, I don't want to minimise anyone else's. Uh, um, you know, pain and troubles. And it was quite difficult because my, my dear old mum passed away. I, I write about that in the book. Um, and so that, that was a complication. But yes, it, it, the, the notion of you can't be a corporate hamster and drive in in a suit and a briefcase to the office. I, I'm, a, I'm a world expert at being happy not doing that. Mm, amen. Uh, now, we mentioned kids before. You've obviously got four and they've grown up a lot. So what's, it different, what's the difference now uh, between being a parent, you know, say when you wrote your book when you were 40, uh, around my age, to, to now being 60 and your, your kids are adults? 
Well, listen, I, I, I don't want to um, depress you, Pablo. So I know <laughs> you've got a six-year-old daughter. <laughs> but the, the, the worries don't stop when they get older. Interesting. So you go, you know, the worries just change. So your daughter will be able to get in the car herself, you know, do up her own seatbelt, feed herself, dress herself, you know, all those things. So, so there'll be less for you to do frequently on a daily basis. But then you will be, I won't use the word worried, you'll be, you'll be heart, you know, healthily concerned about will she ever find love? Yeah. Will she be happy? Will she be safe driving a car? You know, will she find a, a, a career that she can enjoy? So the, the thing one is the worries don't stop. They're always your children. The worries just change. But thing two, which is beautiful, Pablo, like me saying I went to the Smythes concert with my 27-year-old son, uh, at the weekend, how brilliant is that? Rather than chopping up fish fingers and doing choo-choo trains, I've got a pal. I've got a, I've got a friend who knows that I love him more than life itself. You know, sorry, four friends, not one friend. You know, and 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 I learn genuinely. This is not just a cliche. I learn from them. I, I get I get love and friendship and companionship, but also that they give me an open mind. They challenge me. You know, more often than not, they're right and I'm wrong. Mm. And I, I've done something where I, I don't really understand this, so I hope I'm not going to upset any of your your listeners, but, you know, the gender thing on LinkedIn, you know, I don't understand why I have to say Nigel Marsh, he, him. Mm. But, hey, if my kids say that's a good idea, well, it doesn't harm me. So if you go on my LinkedIn, it says he, him. Yeah. I mean, just, a, just a small example, but, but, been a, but I wouldn't be doing that if I didn't have my four kids because it wouldn't, it wouldn't enter my head. Yeah, I mean, I find the kids are just such a mirror to the soul, right? My daughter, I just there's so many aha moments parenting where your things are reflected back to you, and you're like, oh, okay, I see that now. <laughs> you know? well, well, I, I did something recently where I I, I do quite a few um, corporate speeches, mm-hmm. and and uh, I <laughs> said to my son, I've got to go to New York, and he went, Dad, you get to go yeah. to New York. Yeah. And I thought, oh, wow, how did you get to be so wise? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, check your privilege, Mr. Marsh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, my daughter often pulls me up on language as well. It, it is fantastic. Uh, your new book, I think you can rebrand it. If you want to take Smart, Stupid and Sexy, uh, re- you're going to have to reprint the whole lot. But if you want to use that, you can. Otherwise, stick with the original title, Smart, Stupid and Sexy. Uh, Nigel Marsh, absolute pleasure having you on the show today. And uh, I'm sure the book will go very, very well. I love the chat, mate. You keep well. It's the podcast for Karatha, the Pablo for Breakfast podcast. Streaming now on the Listener app.